this week's winner of the contest for a brand new kit from railroadkits.com this week's winner is pat mccarthy so congratulations pat you now are the proud new owner of a railroadkits.com uh craftsman kit a ho scale customs koozie and a couple other little goodies so we will be sending that on your way very soon uh, if you guys want a chance to win a kit from RailroadKits.com and the other goodies, you can participate in this week's contest by submitting a photo either via email to podcast at HOScaleCustoms.com or commenting with a photo on this week's pinned post on our Facebook page. So this week we want you to show us what you decorate your shops with, any kind of crazy stuff that's around your workbench or your your room where you have your layout or any of your, your modeling. Um, what kind of crazy decorations do you have? It could be a funny sign, a photo, a bar sign, a wall clock, whatever it is, share that photo with us. We want to see some stuff that isn't modeling, but uh, kind of adds a little bit of personality to your workshop. So submit those photos. Again, you can email them to us at podcast at hoscalecustoms.com or you can comment with a photo on the pin post for this week's uh, episode on our Facebook page. All right, guys. Thanks. You ready? Yep, yep. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to episode 79 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. I just hit my microphone if you wonder what that noise was. Um, <laughs> who wore 79 in the NHL? 79. We This is fun. Wow. We did this with 77. There's only four. Boy. There's only four players who have worn the number 79 in the NHL. You know, off the top of my head. It's one of the least known numbers, one of the least worn numbers in NHL history. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can't name anybody off, off, off the top of my head. It was 79. Alexi Yashin. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who else? Oh, wow. Um, Adam Cracknell. <laughs> I don't I know who that know. is. Uh, Never heard of him. Sounds like, uh, yeah. And Vladimir Vujek. Vujek. V-U-J-T-E-K. Wow. That's it. Oh, and Andre Markov. Oh, I've heard of Markov, yes. Anyways, there's your your hockey knowledge of the week. Um, I think that's fun, but we can only go until episode 100. Yes. Because no one wore anything over 99. Well, no, that I know of, no. not in professional hockey, but um, no. all right. So with that, let's jump into our business of the week really quickly. We have th- yeah. three new patrons. I don't know if that's three a, new patrons. I don't Thank know, you. I don't know if that's a record for um, uh, a single week's episode, week to week, right. but it's it's a good one. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, we have David Yale, Pat McCarthy, and Matthew Hankins. Um, yeah. Three new patrons this week. Thank you guys. 
uh, means a lot to us. And uh, you guys are already all three in the Overtime at the Group Facebook page. Um, and by the way, we've had whoa, a few. Whoa, yeah. What? Yeah, your the microphone just made a really goofy, goofy, weird sound there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like it, like it was like it was like. Well, it'll it'll turn up on the podcast. It will not turn up on the podcast. So. Okay. Because it's a separate microphone. Okay. You're on a different microphone than the podcast. Anyways. Yeah, it wasn't my voice; it was yours. Yeah, I know, but you're you're hearing me through a different microphone than I use to record. There's two separate microphones. Oh, okay. It's okay. okay gotcha. We'll be all right. Anyways, sorry, we had a little family quarrel just now. We I don't want to fight. Oh, in front a quarrel. Of, I don't like to fight in front of our audience. But uh, fight. It was just. We're you, oh, you want to fight now? I'll fight you. <laughs> Go ahead. Old man. I'll kick you in your knees. That's where you're weak. You're very <laughs> You go down because you're very top heavy. I'll kick your knees. Oh, Anyways, great. I'm just kidding. Um Yeah. So thank you guys for becoming patrons. Um before my mic went all wacky on my dad's end. You guys you three are already in the um overtime at the bench Facebook group, the private Facebook group. Uh, so there's a bunch of people in there now. We have like over probably about 45 people in there ish, 45 ish. Um, yeah. The one cool thing, um, David Yale actually is the guy that sent us the laser. I mean, um, the uh, 3D printed stuff, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Which is cool. Yeah. Which and we got to paint. We need to work on those. Yeah, um, but I let's get am, on that. Let's get on that. Yeah, Dave actually has has Dave's model railway stuff, which is what we um, talked about on the show the one time when he sent we opened that surprise package up. So uh, right. I really appreciate him becoming a patron, and hopefully I can uh, use some of his stuff on the build that I'm working on right now, um, which is Sassin Vinegar Works. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. thank you, Dave. Thank you to pat and matthew as well i know matthew has been all of our stuff and pat has too so it's always great to see guys it's great to see guys that are kind of hanging out you know <laughs> I, I hate to use this analogy they're like hanging out on the side of the pool you know and checking <laughs> everyone out and then they jump in and they're part of the party then so thanks for joining it i think dan uh pugach actually said like welcome to the party so Welcome to the party, guys. Um, yeah, welcome to the Fine Scale Freak Show. Fine Scale Freak Show. We yeah. tra- we'll, we'll start traveling, too. The Freak Show is going to start to travel. So, <laughs> anyways, it's a lot of fun. Um, and they are now able to access um, the part of the show where they can get some questions in. So, with that, if you guys want to have the same access that they do and all of our other patrons, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO Scale Customs or hit us up on hoscalecustoms.com forward slash support but let's move on with uh, actually Jake Johnson just posted a photo in the overtime group so that's cool I'll have to check that out when we're done yeah there's like people see while while we're on the show there's people in here communicating with our with with each other so it's it's a cool group and uh, that's an awesome picture he just put in there he's working on a G scale depot (laughs) anyways all right, moving on. Let's get to their topics of the week, and then we're going to talk about some new news that we have for the podcast, and then um, we're going to jump into our main topic. Actually, 
Let's jump over to the new news and then we're going to do their questions. So, because the new news is going to be quick. Um, I published it today. I think you right. got, I don't think you had a chance to listen to it. The audio guys, I apologize. I recorded it. I, I, I had this thought in my head and I just recorded it and published it. But what we're doing now is once a week, either myself or my dad, we're just going to impromptu, just on the spot, record ourselves. Um, talking for five to 10 minutes about a modeling thing. It could be, hey, I got this new tool I'm using, or I really like this new paint I got, or literally anything. Um, today I talked about building my new car kit that I got last week. So right. what we're calling it is the model building toolbox tip. I can't even remember the name of it, but it's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I called it the model building toolbox talk. So yes. it is going to be uh, just an impromptu five to ten minute like uh, little toolbox, whatever, five minute tidbit of whatever we're working on, whatever we thought was a good idea and, um, you know, just share it with you guys. And it's not meant to be a huge full-fledged episode. It's really just right. to uh, kind of provide you guys with a little extra content to get you through the week until our big Friday episode comes out. Yeah. So yeah. they'll either go up like Monday through Thursday. Uh, there's not going to be a big schedule on them. We'll try to do one a week, but um, they're not going to be like on a uh, a set day. It's just going to be sometime through the week in between our Friday episodes. Yeah. So that's it. That'd be cool. It's a. I it, like the idea. It's, it's something a little extra. Yeah, and it doesn't take a lot of time for us to record. It's really just whenever you have a yeah. thought, you can hop on your phone or jump on the podcast recording or recording stuff real quick and just kind of like, Hey, just spew whatever you were thinking for five minutes and then make a little tip out of it. Yeah. So I'll show you how to do it with your phone. Cool. Yeah. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. You do that with the phone. I did today's with the phone. Yeah. I found oh, okay. an app. Yeah, on that'd my, be easy for I me. just found an app on my phone called voice recorder. Yeah. And I just said, I mean, it sounds terrible because I was driving and I had this thought that I wanted to do it today and I just set it on my um, my dashboard through my hands-free. You did it while you were driving. Well, through hands-free. I did it hands-free. Right, I get it. I, I, I brought up my voice recorder and just hit record and just drove and talked like I was talking to someone on the, on my Bluetooth. There's no different than gotcha. talking to my Bluetooth on my, on my, through my car. So, um, right. Because right. my car's got that sync, and it, I can bring up apps by talking to my phone and tell ask it to do things while I'm not touching it. So I did it. It was safe. Don't worry. But um, I recorded it. So you got some road noise, and Lynn actually thought it was comical that you could hear my turn signal in the background. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I it, it, some of our episodes might be like that. They might be There might be kids screaming in the background, but it's just when I have a thought – and I want to record it for you guys. I'm just going to do it. It might be on my phone. It might be on the podcast equipment. You might do it on your phone. I'll show you how to. Right. Um, but then all you have to do is send it to me and I'll pop it up for everyone. So anyways, moving on. That'll be coming out. We had episode one this week. It is already up on our website. It was up. Well, by the time you're listening to this, this was up on Thursday. So um, yeah. go over there and check it out and let us know what you think. Also, there's a couple call to actions in there to give us some tips and some ideas. So Listen in and um, let us know what you think. I'm excited. Excited to get this started. Yeah. I think it'll be a fun little thing for everyone. But um, let's jump into our patron questions. Right, right. And topics. Joe Collins. Yeah. I'm going to say right now, J 
Joe, we're going to save yours for last because we're going to roll that into one of our topics for the week. So thank you, Joe. And the rest, we're going to roll through here real quick. Um, well, Daniel Banks is, uh, he's just glad to hear that the new news on the toolbox talk. So he said he was finally caught up on all of our episodes and all of the overtime episodes. Um, so the withdrawals shall now commence with all of the episodes until new ones come out. So the toolbox tip will hold hold Dan over. But um, right. all right, Date Lynn says my workbench is a mess. Oh man, mine mine has this Sassin Vinegar Works kit on it. Yeah, oh imagine that's it is a mess. eating up my entire workspace, and it's try and it's <laughs> organized. It's organized. It's just everywhere. But anyways, yeah. All right, it's not so organized right now, which is unusual for me. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. What's Lynn? Lynn is a. I'm just gonna read it to you. When I worked a long, long time ago, <laughs> that's what he said. His words. We were told no questions unless you have some suggestions. One of our club members is big into modeling or building model boats, ships, besides modules in a few trains. Because no one makes the USS Arizona battleship kit in HO, he buys mm-hmm. small one two hundred fiftieth or one seven hundred kits then takes the blueprints and instructions to kinkos and has them enlarged to 187th like to to make the scale to the same size has anyone done this with structure kits from different scales um i have not Hmm. actually so i'm guessing i've never i've never heard of that if there's a cool um you know g scale building or a cool n scale building have i've never heard of anyone i've not done it either of shrinking no. down or blowing up the plans to work to in my scale. One eighty seven. Yeah. yeah. Fit HO. I have not. Um, I've not. But Daniel Banks. I've not done it. Daniel Banks, who does work in N scale, he yeah. said he does. Um, but he goes the other yeah. direction. He takes HO and O scale structures and shrinks them to N scale, which is pretty cool. And Dan actually did that with our. Um, build along our live build right remember he he um dan built the n scale version of pops yes so um yeah i i um i have not done that but it's a it's a neat idea and you could you could see you could easily do it with um measurements of if you had the measurements and you have like an ho scale rule you can easily shrink them down right so it's just a matter of converting every single thing, but yeah, I've not. Um, I now I've taken. You've I've taken, taken full scale buildings and shrunk them down. Yeah, I've taken blueprints too and kind of adjusted them. Yeah. To fit eight one eighty seven scale. I mean, I've done that, but I've not done. I've not done an actual model that somebody has built another kit or another model that's out there well and and and, and, and to be fair to, transfer that to, to be fair scale, or HO scale. We, to be fair you also yeah in my opinion this is just my opinion you might not like it you might like it i'm talking to you dad i'm just kidding yeah but um you know i would always i know what these guys go through to make kits especially these laser cut kits and right. so say you name you name the one of the manufacturers that we've had on our show any of them and just say hey right. uh i really love this kit in 
N scale that you have or in, uh, you know, S scale that you make, um, right. could you possibly cut one on your laser in HO? Uh, right. You know, they might say no, but I think, I think a lot of these guys would be interested in entertaining the idea of cutting one for you in the right scale too. So, so the only downside, the only side I see that may be an issue for them would be the fact that they've got, you know, you have other accessory parts that they laser well, okay, cut well, with it and everything else. And everything and everything for them would be harder to downscale. I don't know, though, because it's a, cut. if it's a CAD program and they yeah. have the plans. I know when I used to – I went to school for drafting and design. Um, right. You you could easily convert that drawing down. You could scale that drawing down. Now, I don't know. Like I said, this is me being ignorant to the manufacturing process. But right, right. I – also know that some of them are would be eager, especially if there's an interest. They, they would be eager to try to make uh, a different version of that kit. Now, keep in mind it might have different scale accessories um, yep. and different size parts, and you might need to be okay with not having the same detail parts because it's not the scale. They it might, might not be they able might to only be able to cut the walls. Yeah. The scale lumber might be the only thing that might need to be cut for you. And you might right. be on your own for finding some casting parts and stuff to go with it to accessorize it. Right. Yeah. But still, you'd get the structure and you'd be on your own to find the matching detail parts. Right. But it'd still be a fun project. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's move on to Jake's. Um, do, 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 do. Jake is asking what your most and least favorite steps are in structure building. And he's telling us to be completely honest. And then his real quick definition or his real quick description, I'm sorry, behind it is that he loves getting the walls made up with all the doors and window holes, but you're, he's not a fan of adding any kind of glass to windows. Um, he's enjoying the process of making signs and graphics for structures. Then there are all, then there are all those two tiny parts that encourage adult only dialogue. So Jake is asking what our favorite and least favorite parts are of assembling structures. Well, let me just get the one out of the way. (laughs) Oh man. The number one thing out of the way is those damn windows, (laughs) especially on the kit that I'm working on. Currently. I think Jake mentions those windows, right? He mentions windows. He doesn't he? He likes to get the walls made up with all the windows and door holes, but he's not a fan of adding glass to the windows. I'm not either, but I do it. I mean, it's, it's a necessary half. I'll tell you what. I don't like doing it, but it's what you, you know. I, it's my. It's probably one of my least favorite things too. Is the glass. And I don't uh, mind that. Yeah. I like that. Oh. I just hate the windows themselves like the oh, actual okay. window i hate windows so much yeah. yeah i can't i don't know i don't know what it is i just have a despise for windows yeah but unfortunately all, we had you had to have them on the building well, i think i'm just gonna build is. all my my buildings now without windows <laughs> just, it's just gonna be walls no windows not even window holes yeah and, and and then also trying to find window dressings for them you know and then, i didn't uh, know windows then, wore dresses yeah yeah they do <laughs> oh. mini skirts and, Whoa! But, hey, they, um, <laughs> that's only for the booby hatch. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, right, that yeah. kit! That kit needs redone. The booby hatch definitely does need redone. If you've never seen the booby hatch, it's a kit from Downtown Deco. Uh, yeah, it's a strip club. 
There's no other way around it. It's a strip club. <laughs> it's a booby hatch. But um, I didn't, I'm not happy with how I painted it. It's kind of like one of those paints like my dad was talking about um, the other week with the blue. How you were talking yeah. about any blue acrylic paint, even when they're supposed to be flat, they always have some kind yeah. of weird shine to them. Yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes, have you found that sometimes dark browns, to expand upon that, sometimes dark yeah. browns and black. Do the same thing. Black's that yeah. lightweight too. Um, yeah. There's very, there's a couple black paints that are just, even though they say they're supposed to be flat, they are, there's a shine to them. You gotta it, it bothers me. And not even just spray paint. I'm talking about acrylic craft paints too. Right, they right, got a right. little bit of a sheen yeah. to them. Exactly. So... It's, and dark browns that way too. I have one or two dark brown paints that are supposed to be like that, and they come out with a little bit of a shine. Um, right. It's just it's weird. I don't know what it is in the manufacturing process or some kind of something in them makes them shine a little bit. What were we talking about before? I was talking about the shine in the paints. I'm not sure. Huh. We were talking about. Uh, no, we were talking about um, what what is the one thing that. Oh, not. yeah, yeah, it was right. Jake's question. Shoot, man, we got way off yeah, track. Anyways. Yeah, let's read um, the damn thing. <laughs> What's your most and <laughs> least favorite steps in structure building? And he wants us to be completely honest. So, All windows. Right. I hate windows. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of windows. And um, I don't like. Um, I'll give you another one. Yeah. I I don't know I don't know what it is about them. I don't like uh with when there's a flat roof like a yeah. like on a uh say for like instance on like a row home. Um right. You got that flat roof that's kind of recessed behind the uh, mm-hmm. down in the wall. I hate doing those roofs. I don't, yeah. I don't hate it. I hate windows. It's not to that level. Right. But yeah. I don't enjoy putting those flat rubber rubberized like row home or office building style roofs on yeah. buildings. I don't know what it is. Um Yeah, I, I, I'm working on one of them right now. I don't know if but, it's because um, yeah. they're I don't know if it's because they're not as exciting of a cuz they're flat, man. Yeah, I, I and I always seem to have an issue with and I and I make it work. It works, and I mask it well. But right. I always seem to have an issue with, even though my walls were squared perfectly or as good as I can get them. The, like the cardboard mm-hmm. piece doesn't always want to fit right. You got to trim it up, or you know sometimes you trim it too much and it doesn't fit right. And or it's not like if you, especially if you're putting in your own supports to make it level. You got to make sure it's all 100% level, or it's leaning on one side. There's a whole bunch of, I don't know, I. They look good, and I like them when they're done, and I do them right, but they're just – I thought they're pain in the ass. Yeah. So, anyways, that was and, just me complaining. Yeah, they're – now, for me, um, sometimes it's corner trim. Uh, corner trim's okay. It's just uh, – I don't know. It depends on, on what – on what the building structure is, of course, but windows by far are the worst for me. I like window sills. I like the window. I like putting the windows in. I just don't like putting the the acetate or glass on them, and then having to find something to dress them with and make the decision on what windows what windows are going to look good with with uh, shades or blinds or curtains. 
and you know, and obviously there's a, there's lots of things you can do with them. Right. We've proven that on our videos. Right. But I just don't like the decision making, and then having to you know judge it and then look at the look at the model and say what kind of building structure is it, and you know it, it's it's just. You know, it's constantly changing in my head before I finally do it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not, but I hate working with acetate, flat out. Freaking hate it. Really? Oh, acetate. Acetate's crap. You know, huh. in my opinion. That's why I like using the glass windows. Now, on this building I'm working on now, um, I it's too. It, it, the walls are too narrow, and I don't I don't have room to do glass slides. So I didn't do real glass slides. It's also a heavy structure. I think and putting um, the heavy glass in on top of it, I thought it was going to weigh a ton. Right. I just yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to avoid that. And I, I did. I did work with the acetate. I just don't like working with acetate. You know what? It's want to stick right for me most of the time. Um, I think that's just because you're a whiny little baby. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I actually like working with acetate. Um. And I like putting the windows in. That, that might be one of my favorite things is, uh, I don't know, I like putting the glass in. The one thing I don't like doing, um, there's another thing that, it's not my favorite, but I do do, I do, I do it well. You have to do it good, but is um, right. putting the trim on. I don't like, I don't know. There's something boring about cutting trim, corner trim pieces and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's not, it's probably third on my list of things I don't like, but uh, well, this is fun, actually. We're kind of like making a little like shit list of stuff we don't like. Um, yeah, yeah. What's let's keep this going. Like, what's something else you don't like? All right. I like this, Jake. Hmm. Hey, this is honest. By the way, this is our. Let me check real quick before we move on. We got Joe's topic up next, um, and then uh, that's it as far as um, questions. So let's roll with this one, and then uh, we'll roll into our other topic then. Okay. Um, things I don't like when I'm building models. Um, I, I love building models. Uh, well, no. You know, okay. So, so here's 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 one thing. As much as we hate the worst thing about anything that we're working on, it's it's like what's it say? What's the old saying? Like a bad day of fishing is a better is better than a, a day at work or something. Right. So right. you know. If I had to paint windows all day, it's still better than like going to work, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, if I well, but if I, I had my that. choice, you know, I would buy the windows pre-painted. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> what's another thing I don't enjoy? See, you don't like painting the windows. No, I hate painting windows. I, See, I, I don't care about painting windows. It drives me it's nuts. Not it's a, oh, I hate it. Yeah. You know what I don't like about painting windows? Painting the damn windows. <laughs> I just, I, I hate it. Anyways. I, I, um, I don't, I'm not a real big fan of plastic doors. Oh, like the, um, the titchy ones? Uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter what brand. I just, it, they're made well. And, I, and they turn out okay. They turn out good. I'm just not a big fan of them. I love laser cut doors right now. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into the laser cut doors and windows. Oh. Um, yeah. I got one, but uh, and and then of course uh, the um, 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I, chimneys. I was just gonna say that. I'm looking at my wicked Wanda's build right now, and yeah, chimneys are also another one that just ooh, like <laughs> brick chimneys. And they're really not hard. Brick you chimneys. Know, they're, they're they're really Is rather it, easy. Are you talking I, about most chimneys? Like, I just spray them with a with a rust oleum rust color. I bought. I have, you know uh, what I bought? Uh, oxide. I bought, yeah. I bought a, I think I might have, is it orange? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of orange. Well, you know what it's I do? It's called, uh, it's not rust it's, um, uh, shit. Hang on. Krylon. You get yours, I'm going to get mine. Krylon. Yeah, let's do that. I'll probably drop everything on the floor. It's my luck. Krylon Color Master Primer, Red Oxide Primer. You there? Back. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. I got a cry. cry I got mine's Krylon Color Master Primer, Red Oxide Primer. Okay, I use um, Rust-Oleum Satin. Um, uh-huh. it's it's actually for shutters. <laughs> oh. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's an outdoor paint for shutters, but it's a a burgundy color, like a right. like a deep deep red. Right, and right. Uh, I use that. It ends up there's a little bit. It's one of those paints like we were co- complaining about earlier that has a little bit of a shine to it, just a little bit. Right. But um, sure. If you hit it with a little bit of white chalk dust, or um, what I did was I mixed I mixed some black and red chalk dust from my chalk sets, mm-hmm. and um, I mixed those up and I made like a dark dark red chalk that kind of matched the burgundy color of the paint. And I just hit that with that reddish dark red chalk and it, it, it tones down that shininess really quick. Um, right. But I'm, I'm with you. I spray paint my chimneys. They are a pain in the ass to paint by hand. Yep. I spray so. paint them and then, and then I just put some white, um, some, uh, um, the, I'm sorry, spackle, uh, blind, yeah. mind freeze there. And I uh, put some spackle in, Mine, rub it in, and then wipe it off with some water. Uh, because if you use the rust-oleum on it and you rub it off with, the wa- with water, I just sponge it off with water, all the excess white. And um, yeah. you don't have to worry about taking your paint off because you did it with the spray paint. Right. So the water is not going to take it off, yes. which is real good. Yeah. And, I- then, and then I'll dust it with um, – I usually dust them with some um, – well – then I'll spray paint. Then I'll spray that chimney with the with the uh, spackle in the in the uh, mortar. I'll spray it with um, doll coat. Uh huh. And um, it's, it's one of the few things I use doll coat on. And I'll spray that over the spackle because then it doesn't it doesn't discolor the spackle when I go to put my other you know. Um, the what are they the uh, the pigment chalks and stuff like that right and I'll use a little black pigment chalk around the top on the chimney and then down below I'll kind of lightly oh. lightly hit it with some some rusty colors and that type of thing just give it a different shade and then right. just kind of brush it out so it doesn't turn the uh, you know if you put the doll coat on you you you'll limit turning that that uh, that spackle into a pink. Right, you which you don't want. I have you know? had many bad experiences with um, turning my paints like on chimneys, and uh, yeah. I painted some red windows as well mm-hmm. on a building, and then I accidentally 
hit them with uh, either an acrylic or a alcohol-based wash. And what do yeah. you know? You got it pink now. So yeah. I've done it. Yeah. But um, the other thing I've done with uh, chimneys and some other brick textured uh, detail parts especially is I've hit them with white chalk dust. Mm-hmm. and then kind of either wet my finger with just a little bit of water or spit. I'm not going to be ashamed right. to admit I lick my finger and I'll wipe some stuff down. <laughs> but um, yeah, it works. It's quick and easy. I don't have to yeah, worry okay. about a paper towel and wasting paper towels, but whatever. Right. Um, the I, I'll, I'll put a heavy layer of white chalk on and um, I'll just rub the the detail part that I'm working on with a wet, like a damp, a very, very, very lightly damp, um, towel or my finger and it'll leave the white chalk in the crevices of the, of the part, but then the, the outside texture will wipe off the chalk. Right. So, um, but that's really it. I don't really have many other like problems or things I don't like when I'm working on builds. It's just windows and obviously they're not going to come pre-painted. I can't do much about that. Um, no. The only other thing I don't really, um, I, I, the only thing I don't really enjoy, other than that, that maybe might be from a manufacturing standpoint, is when the scale lumber comes in the package as like um, one giant glob of mixed up scale lumber. Because especially when there's scale lumber in the kit that uh, might be pretty close in size or dimensions mm-hmm. and it's like all thrown in it's not sorted or anything or it's not color coded right. if you're going to put it all together in one rubber band make sure it's color coded right. just dip a little yeah, bit of definitely just dip a little bit of acrylic paint on the end i don't care um if it's color coded i'm okay with it yeah but there's yeah. been i mean I'm, we're not gonna uh, we will refrain from naming any kits because we don't we're not gonna do that but um right right you know, there's been, I, and I, I couldn't even tell you who they were. It's, it's not like it was stuck in my brain. It didn't, wasn't that traumatic of a, of a memory. But, you know, I don't like opening up a kit where all the scale lumber's like strewn about. And right. uh, you got to kind of sort it all out. And this is just me being a little picky, but that's it. Yeah. Or, right. or provide some kind of chart or explanation of what it all is. Because I know we've all gotten kits where the scale lumber's like, doesn't even really explain it doesn't even tell you like use the 330 seconds for this or use the 116s for that it just tells you here's a bracing template and we sent you a bunch of scale lumber it's kind of close and here you go there you go have some fun with that even at the least just explain the sizes so i can measure it with my ruler and go okay that's a 330 second (laughs) because i've gotten some stuff that maybe some probably some mostly is some older kits some older manufacturers and it's kind of like um like here you go here's a whole pile of lumber good luck <laughs> but uh yeah that's really it i mean most of the most of them do a great job with it and uh, most of the things that we're complaining about um that we got off on our little bitch about is uh stuff right. that manufacturers can't control it's just things that you know modelers have to deal with and uh yeah it, it, some people probably enjoy painting windows it's just i don't right but uh anyways I think that rolls into our next topic, which is from Joe, mm-hmm. which we, we went over in the beginning that we would talk about that a little bit more. 
and then we'll actually get into we'll get into that and then we'll get into our final topic of the week uh, do, 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 do. all right joe wants us to talk about the different kit manufacturers currently in business um just kind of give a, a summary of all the different kit manufacturers that we've had on our show or we that we know of as best as we can right and uh highlight the pros and what well i was i was catching back up oh, okay <laughs> highlight the different pros of each manufacturer right and where you'd like to see improvements in general don't talk about the cons he doesn't want us to talk about any cons so just like we were talking about earlier, we're not gonna we're not gonna turn this into uh, uh, pointing out any any negatives at all, but just things right. where I w- I'll even take it to another level. Joe is um, let's not even talk about the, uh, the the places where there needs to be improvement for specific manufacturers. Let's just talk about um, where we could see improvements with kit manufacturing in general. Okay. So let's let's go over the pros of each of the different manufacturers and where they kind of stand out. That and obviously right. manufacturers when you're any of the manufacturers that are listening to this, we're going to do our best to hit the ones that we know. If we miss you, right. it was not intentional. I, yeah, and we know there's I mean this is a right off the cuff and all, yeah, you know. This is this is yeah. not meant to be a end all be all list of manufacturers. So Right, right. I really, really, we, we apologize in advance if we missed you. Uh, if we, you know, this was not the definitive list of kit manufacturers. We promise. Yeah, but I don't want, I don't want to be chicken shit and not do this either. So let's no, 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 no. But I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, okay. let's hit the, let's hit the pros of each manufacturer that, right. that we can come up with. We're going to miss, I already can tell you right now, we're going to miss a couple. Um, right. Not on purpose. But we only have so much time, and my brain yeah, is. Yeah, we sit so many of these. My here, brain is so. only the size of a squirrel brain. I'll tell you what. So I got a I got a list here on my phone of in my in my uh, favorites of all the kit manufacturers. Pretty much everybody. Okay. Well, you bring I'm that up. Got to roll down through. You bring that up. I'll play a little bit of little bit of game show tunes until you bring that up, and we'll come back after the break. It's up. It's up. All right. So here we go. We'll start right off with um, uh, Bar Mills. All right. The pros of Bar Mills. Obviously, yeah. like we said, no, we're not with any of these manufacturers. We're just going to hit all of the pros, all of the good points. And then at the end, we'll do a wrap up of what they could all do as a, as a collective to right. improve. Not one, not right. one specific thing. So. Right. All right, Bar Mills. Um, yes. For me, it's directions. Bar Mills um, has good directions. I love, I love the directions. Um, I feel like they're there with you building it. Right. And I think they're well written. I think um, I think Bar Mills is good at um, guiding the build. Yeah, you um, just did one. I did. Wicked Wanda's. Yeah. What is, right. Which is now the Harbor Inn. But Bar Mills is very good at uh, making sure you know where each piece and part goes by kind of um, yes. the way they cut them. It's it's hard to not mm-hmm. put them in the right place. Now, that's not every kit. They have some more advanced kits, obviously. Um, yeah. But they do a very good job at making sure that most people 
can assemble the kit. Uh, if you're an ex- a very well, a very experienced modeler, you can go kind of rogue and do your own thing. Right. Um, right. But sure. I, I I do agree with you where their instructions and the way they manufacture their kit are very inclusive to almost every type of modeler. I've not had any missing pieces from a bar mills kit. Now, say that it never happened to anybody or anybody out there. I've never built. I bought yeah, a, I think built a bunch of bar mills. I've never had a missing. I've piece. built. I built about three or four of them, and I've not. I don't know if I've had one yep. missing. So never had a missing piece. Yeah, that's good. So those are things I like. I like the quality of the cut on the laser cutting. It's very good laser cutting. It's a they're nice quality kits. All right. So I mean, um, okay, so. Um, then of course we have, um, uh, I'm writing these down as we go so we don't do it again. No, that's fine. Um, it's different. It's Seaport model works. Oh yeah. Um, well I can go, I can go right off the bat with that one. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Obviously Bruce at Seaport is hitting a very, very, very awesome little corner of the, of the hobby. Um, and he, I'm going to go away from model reverting here and just talk about modeling in general. Bruce is doing right. a very good job at marine, um, marine modeling. Yeah. And he will tell you that as well, where he is also getting a lot of people who just enjoy, you know, building the, the boat kits and building um, marine models. So right. Bruce is appealing to a very um, niche industry. But it's also very applicable to model railroading if you have any kind of water scene. So he's he's kind of right. hitting two. He's got his feet in two different ponds, um, and uh, he's he's doing a very good job with it. And his boats are incredibly detailed. Uh, and I what I like the most about Bruce's stuff is that there's history involved with it. He doesn't just pump out for the most part. All of his kits have some kind of history behind them. A lot of his big boats. They're all, you know, recreations or, or, um, you know, scale, actual scale models of a historical built a boat. Right. Right. That's all I got. What do you got? Um, well, I, all those things, um, I just, I just feel like his research behind his actual historical models are, are, is very right. thorough. Resin, the, you know, the resin, the, whatever they cast those boats in, I build a few of them and they're a, extremely well detailed. It's a good um, casting. Like you said, yes, there's no part of the boat. that's not represented correctly. Um, it's a not, man knows it, his it's boats. not a guy. Who, it's, yeah. A man knows his boats. He puts it like you said, he puts his research into it. All, all the pieces and stuff work well. Um, they fit well. Again, his instructions are awesome as well too, because he gives you like precise measurements on drilling holes and and um, you know just it's it's very it's very well put together. He, he owns he owns the business of oh uh, of, of that and smack the, the microphone. With, in my opinion, there's a couple others out there, um, but I don't think anybody touches Seaport Model Works for for doing uh, uh, vessels. You know, um, not at all. I don't think it. They, I don't think he, he's matched right at all. So, all right, good stuff. What about yeah. uh, the next one? Um, next one would be Foscale models. Ooh, um, we have that's on my list here. So we have Foscale models. Well, 
you know, how, who all, uh, most of our people have already built one of his models. <laughs> if you have it, you definitely get your, and get if your you, butt out there and get one. If you're a fan of a show and you don't know who yeah. uh, him or any of these other ones are, you yeah. obviously have not been listening to our show. Yeah, we've had him on several times. But, um, and, uh, but Doug has nice kits. And, and uh, his kits are, are very well designed. The design is the best feature, I think, is is it's unique it's the design well, it's, it's, is, it's in his little it's in his name it's in the uh right, kind right. of the tagline of his company is unique sure unique structure kits right and he he takes a lot of the design to levels that other i don't think other kit manufacturers match as far as design work goes and and um you know and and then there's a there's a bit of it once it's put together there's an artist there's an artistry involved in it when you assemble it and right. uh you, you you're looking at it very quickly you're going oh wow my kit looks amazing and it's not even you know it's not even done yet you know and i don't think it takes a lot to make them look like uh look like great pieces of work and and right you know, the laser cutting's precise it's also very good um all, uh, like like the quality of lumber he uses is awesome I, I um, I'll add I'll add to it that he provides some cool signage and unique signage for his. Oh yeah, buildings. definitely great signage. Um, and actually, well thought some, out, some, well thought out signage. Some of his kits now, I think his newer kits, the packaging. I'm not sure if he's still doing this. I believe he would be. Um, remember last year he put out a thing saying that on the underside of the uh, paper, which is like the label on the inside of the kit, uh-huh. there's signage. So like when you bought Wiley's waterproofing, the roofing site, the roofing one, yep. on the in on the underside of the paper, on the outside of the box is um, a whole sheet of signs. Right. So cool signage. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Uh, he's also doing a lot with. Another. He's also doing a lot of kits with laser cut roof signs, which is very cool. Yeah. So. All right. There's some okay, weird so that, silence. What's going on? No, I was looking up something here. Oh, okay. So you have um. So we you know we covered him and his stuffs you know we has been great and we also have next uh railroad kits railroad kits yeah um um you know and and not just because they're our sponsor but they're well made kits every pretty much level that you want to get from them they have he's got some great kits that that go from five bucks to yeah you know hundred you know a couple hundred dollar kits so again well designed uh they they're they're in that same you know they're in that same realm of design as as what we've been talking about with all the other kit manufacturers right um but like you said affordable let's affordable and he makes all different levels let's not forget to mention that he also has all the original um Designs and casting the molds for the FSM kits. Yeah. So if you're building a kit or you're building out your layout and you want to get some original uh, FSM castings, he's got the molds. So he's making the – now, they're not the original castings. It's it's castings from the original molds of the FSM castings. So that's a huge – to me, that's a huge plus – with the railroad kits, right, and and not you know, and just and just like any like all the others that we're mentioning here, I mean, 
especially with 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 um with you know railroad kits is you you can kit bash these things really easy oh my gosh yeah yeah these are great ones for kit bashing it's been done we've kit seen bash it done by jason oh we've done some stuff and um but yeah jason jensen is is prime example he kit bashed uh some of that That's... some of uh railroad kit stuff that turned out awesome so yeah but, he, um, i mean jason's done the kit bashes of uh fos kits he's done uh, Casey's yeah. workshop kits. Let's actually talk about Casey's next. Casey's yeah, is another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like Casey's. It's kind of along the lines of uh, his design work with um, kind of how Doug's is, but it's a different style of of building. Right. Uh, I think Doug's with FOS does a lot of the. He hits the northeastern uh, seaport kind of town, while Casey's right. workshop has some buildings like that but there's some buildings that casey's workshop does that's um kind of applicable to uh, like in every town you know in every town yeah. kind of layout you know uh, there's the blue slipper tavern that i did which right that's a building that you could have in the midwest it's a building you could have uh right. in pennsylvania it's a building and sure. that he's got a lot of buildings that would fit in in any town any town, any town usa um right would work with right. them and and there's again there's some very unique designs uh the right. the design and the thought into his buildings is pretty pretty good um right. you get a lot of cool he does a good job with brick laser cutting oh brick. yes um yes. i think i think he does um, I, think, I think that's a big that's a big plus for for casey's the, the and, quality um, of his laser cut brick is um yeah. very detailed yeah and and uh, I like using it because also it's thicker than the rest of the wood. So when you're laser cutting brick, you have to go in a little deeper right. with that cut. And if you if you do it on a thinner piece of wood, you're not you're going to run the risk of breaking that easily. And uh, he does a real good job of designing this kit that has really nice laser uh, laser cut brick brick. It's it's a thicker wood. I can't remember. How this, I wouldn't say it's a quarter. It's not a quarter. No, inch it's not a quarter day, inch. But Jeez. it's but it's, it's, it's <laughs> three. I think it's three eighths. I and, forget um, what it is. It's it might not even be that thick. It's not that thick. Yeah. Three eighths is thick as hell. No, no, three eighths. I, <laughs> I guess not three eighths. I don't know how thick. We're it's, not building it's the real house. In your normal clapboard. It's it's a it's yeah. a thicker wood. Um, right. It might be one eighth. You know. And is it but on? Is, is his cut into a plywood? Is no, it? Is not it a, really? Is it a plywood truck? Uh, eh, whatever. I'm no, not it's, sure. It's, it's, uh, no, it's not. It's just, it's, I, it's just a uh, basswood sheet, you know, I mean, okay. but it's thicker. Yeah. Okay. Um, well. Also, he does, he also does a lot of cinder block stuff now. And um, when it gets, which is yes. unusual. Yes. Uh, you don't see as much of anymore either. Um, I mean, there's other, I, I do know, and I'll mention another one here shortly. But um, yeah, he does cinder block work, and I like the work that comes on the cinder block. Um, his uh, his clapboard stuff is awesome as well, and he puts a lot of detail into his kits. There's a lot of extra details that go into a, a KC Workshop kit, uh, especially the higher up you go in price with the with the kit, obviously. And that's the same with pretty much any of those. But that's yep. with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's um, do. Um, I got one. Carolina Craftsman kits. Well, never mind. I'd like to go to Carolina. Carolina Craftsman kits. Take over kits. and do it all for me here. 
Well, you just did the last couple. Well, last one. All right, but you anyways, go. Uh, I say Carolina. You do five, I'll do one. You do five, I'll do one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay, right, well, Carolina, Carolina Craftsman Kits. Kits. You go first. No, you already said Carolina Craftsman Kits. You go with oh, okay. it. Okay. Uh, great laser cutting. That's fight number two for um, us for the episode. Great design um, as well. These, these are his designs are um, a lot. I would put them in the Doug level with uniqueness, and, uh, and they have um, – they're, they're not just unique. Uh, a lot of his structures are also um, prototype. Uh, some of them are prototype anyways. Uh, I, I just did the one um, with the Thames Street Shops, and, and uh, it's a very, very unique and aesthetically pleasing look to uh, some of his buildings. And – Yes, some of them may or may not fit in every town, but for the most part, you, you can pretty much make them work. In, yeah, in they're the pretty, towns. you know, I, I I think Jeff's got a lot of, or I'm sorry, CCK, Jeff is the owner of it, but um, I yeah. think uh, I think there's a He's lot of, right. you can fit it into pretty much every town. Right. Um, some of it is a little bit more coastal, but I also think that reflects their personality. Uh, right, right. I know they they enjoy their Maryland and coastal towns. Uh, yeah, but uh, it, again, you can you can always work well, these buildings. Actually, actually he's on, not from Maryland. On the Carolina Craftsman kits. It's uh, Carolina. Well, no, no, it's not actually. It, it, he, a lot of those kits that he has are are he has some New England ones. He well, has some yeah. from Maryland. I did a Maryland railroad, uh, Western Maryland rail rail station, and uh, it, it turned out awesome. But you know, it's very unique roof designs. Oh yeah, and, on um, that one, that that man, that yes. station you did was like a very yeah. intricate roof. Right, and then you know, of course, the Thames Street shop. You, you know, you had that mannered mannered uh, man, man, style roof. Mannered, yeah. Answered, whatever they call it. Answered. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna say me. Answered. Answered. And we'll get it right. You know, but, but there's a lot of his kits have those really cool roofs that you don't get to see with other. Right. You know, you don't see them necessarily with other kit manufacturers, and I I like that. I mean, that's uh, that that's what brings characters a little extra character. Each one of these kits has each one of these manufacturers has their own character. They all got their own little touch to it, which makes them unique to themselves. But um, I got one then. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I will say, uh, the buildings from CCK also have, to me. They have from Carolina Craftsman Kits. I just use the acronym of CCK for them because uh, right. they have that on their site too. CCK on their logo, but um, right. the the thing I, there's some kind of like uh, I don't know if you get this feeling from them or not when you when you look at their kits online or when you when you get them and you build them, but there's some kind of a old like an old school historical draw or a look to it that's got like a it, it's not victorian i don't know what it is it's some kind of old like there's an old, some of his buildings have like that old historic look to them do you ever get that feel i get um, that feel from on, it on carolina yeah on carolina craftsman kids when yeah. you're looking at oh, his yeah, site yeah, yeah. a lot of his buildings have like that old like i, I want to say williamsburg but it's not williamsburg feel but like that old historic look to them yeah 
and yeah. and a lot of that has I love to, that. A lot of it has to do with the way that his like his, restored buildings. Almost yeah, like restored yeah, buildings. yeah, right. Yes. And I I, yeah. I get a lot. I get that feel and that vibe with a lot of his buildings, which is really cool. It's something that I don't I don't feel that when I go to other manufacturers, and it's nothing against right. them. It's just that's what's unique to Jeff's kits. So. Um, sure. I really like those. I really like that feeling I get from those kits, and especially like Who that. Else do you like? All right, next okay. one. Let's yeah. do a new one. Yeah. We got a lot of old guys on the block. Let's do a new kid on the block. Cool. Let's do mine mount models. Now yeah. I know you haven't built a mine mount models kit yet. But I saw the directions. Holy hell! I know. But the, I've now doubt, they're the best looking directions I've ever, I, ever seen. I period. I can't I, I can't I cannot compare what you see in those directions to anything else. Nope. So now I built my first my mount models kit with skip um, skip spate and tackle. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty easy build. Four walls. It's got right. a it's got very a, big. Yeah, it's got a what oh my god, I'm gonna have a debate with you again on this. It's got a gable is it's not a gable. Uh, well, they're dormers. A dormer. Yeah, dormers a dormer. And, uh, dormers and then you have gables. Dormers and gables. God. Uh, it's a it's a dormer. Anyways, <laughs> it's got one dormer on it. Uh, but it's for the most part, skip, spate, and tackle is a pretty easy kit to do. Um, I am I embellished upon the build by adding it on a dock. So I, I lifted it up and put it on a dock. Um, okay. But it's a pretty easy kit. And still, even for a small kit like that, the yeah. instructions were incredible. And then once we got Pauzer's plumbing supply, uh, I showed you the instructions the other day when you were down here, and it oh, was, and you were just insane. like, that was insane. You were blown away. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, Ron at My Mount Models does an awesome job at obviously at instructions he does a great job at instructions right. but then when i dug further into this new kit that we got from him he's doing a great job at offering some new ideas for the craftsman structure kits um mm -hmm. and yep. it, it also comes along with him being kind of the new kid on the block uh you know he's he's coming at it with an approach to uh a new look or a new thing that he was trying to offer. So he's got some laser cut stonework, which is really cool. Um, mm -hmm. It's like for the foundation. He's also got uh, an immense amount of laser cut shingles, which look awesome. And he did a couple pictures and a little bit of, of a how-to um, in his instructions and online of how to do these laser cut shingles and how to paint them upright. So. Uh, right. Ron's whole thing with my mount models is how to, and he was a guest on our show a couple of times is right. how to, how, how he wants to provide not just these kits to the modeling community, but he wants to teach people some modeling tips along with these kits, not, you know, and not just provide instructions on how to build the kits, but he wants to kind of kind of like our philosophy and, and build upon the model, modeling community with um, some great information. So Ron is Ron is all about providing like just a boatload of information for you and it's evident with those instructions. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have not built the kits. Um, well, well as, as far as the kits go. So I'll have to go by you but I've seen the, the I can, all I can say is amazing amazing directions. I saw the kits and how they look at everything the box is cut well 
Um, very, very complete looking, very cut clean. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my, my only experience as far as building the kit is um, Ron's bait, uh, not Ron's bait and tackle. Sorry, Skip's bait and tackle. Um, right. So that that kit went well, went together extremely well. Everything was cut very cleanly. I did open up and do a unboxing video, which you can see on our YouTube channel um, of the right. kit. And everything's cut extremely clean. It's all done very neat. Um, but you know, he's, he's fallen in line very quickly with a lot of the other top manufacturers and then his instructions just blow me out of the water. It's crazy. So that's the, that's the, uh, that's my little rundown on, on, um, my mount models. Let's do, how about you do one next? Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to look up here right now. Sorry. Should I play the music again? No, no, we're good. We're good. Right. Um, I'm going to say... One up here. That we've done recently. Um, I'm going to cut this and play the music because this is too funny. one I got one too so you go ahead Atlantic scale modelers ah yeah yeah that's um yeah awesome stuff how Reynolds yeah how Um, also a guest on the show nice looking clean looking that's exactly what I was gonna say if I had to explain the kits from how at Atlantic scale models would be clean and precise Um, a lot of his stuff is done very precise um you know i have the dog bar lighthouse i have opened it up and Mm -hmm. um i didn't get to do anything with it yet other than check it out and uh put it back in the box but um everything with it is very much like i would expect from how um it's just it's cut very precisely it's done very neatly his kits even from the box, it's just a white box with a label on top. It's it's packaged very cleanly. Everything is it, yep. from the packaging down. It's it's done very nice and. Uh, um, well, I saw the kits. There's a lot of uh, and he, and at, the, he, at the expo. He has a lot of unique the, kits as well. They're, they're sharp. Yeah. So it's just yes. an, another one where you don't feel like they're building them daunting. Well, you don't feel daunted by it. Yeah. No, it's not, they're not daunting. You know, right? They, they, you look at them and go, "Wow, that's a nice, clean, easy kit. I can try and put that together. It looks awesome. It's going to look awesome in any town, or any, you know, like like the lighthouse. You could put that any in any town, in any seaport on either side of the country, on either side of the United States, right? Uh, or or Michigan, or you know, the Great Lakes. You could that, that lighthouse would fit anywhere, and and a lot of his kits are like that. And and I love that. I love that design he's got well and and, and they just have a they have a very um i don't know there's it's just a very clean look to them and they're very right uh they're easy to work with from what i can tell um when Mm -hmm. i opened it up i can tell it's just gonna be a good kit to build so um right and they're unique you don't you don't see he's not it's something again you don't see anywhere else there's not a ton of them he doesn't have a ton of them no, it's it's, it's it's almost like when you go. It's almost like when you go to a uh, a restaurant. They're very selective. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you get to a uh, a restaurant that has a small menu, but the food is just awesome. 
So, right. you know, it's not it's not a yeah. huge selection, but what he does offer is just great. So, yeah. um it, Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that is Atlantic Scale um, Modelers. What's your next one? ITOA. Oh yeah, you're you just got Imagine done. Are you done with that one yet? Art. Um, no. No, it's just been it's been a crazy couple of weeks, and uh, so I haven't. Uh, I'm on a slowdown too because it is this time of year, and it's spring, summer. We're getting into summer now almost, and um, you know you're outside doing yard work and this and that, and, and until I get in and sit down and relax, there's less time. I mean, we're doing things, we're traveling, we're moving here and there, and um, there's just yeah, work work bench time for me has been a little tougher, so. I'm trying to get one in a little more, and I, I wish I was moving a little quicker with it. I will say, these are really, really unique designs, and and they're not they're more industrial. They're definitely industrial. Um, they're one of the cool or best looking industrial size style buildings I've seen in the hobby. Okay, right. Uh, they have that kind of look now because nobody's really doing industrial, you know like this and uh, plus it comes with a ton of great laser cut detail parts and stuff to add on for the detail part like rooftop details wall details you know vents and um of course uh duct work and stacks and you know really cool cool design stuff you know docks and and such uh, like loading docks and Things like, you know, all those details are all put in. But the other cool thing is, we talked about it on the show, is these windows, if you've not done windows before, or if you don't like doing windows, you might actually like these windows. And the reason oh, yeah? I say that is, yeah, they got to be painted, of course, which I did. Ew. But I did them by their <laughs> direction. And I'll tell you how I did their paint. These are black windows, and guess how I painted them? How? By the directions, it told me to try it, and um, which was totally unorthodox, and I didn't expect it to. I thought I'd try it. If it doesn't look right, then I can just repaint it. Black Sharpie marker. Really? How'd it turn out? I used a black Sharpie marker, and you can't tell. It's black, and it looks actually fantastic. How much time did it save you? Not, it didn't take long at all. No, how much time did it save you? didn't save me much time if you're comparing it to spray painting spray painting is going to be faster of course right but if you're comparing it to painting it by brush it probably saved me a lot of time because all I'm doing was running the I, I just took a sharpie regular size sharpie fine fine point and not the ultra fine but the fine point and um, on that felt tip I just kind of ran it on every direction you can do a. You could do an entire. The cool thing is two things. One, you're not waiting around for it to dry. Right. Two, you don't get gobs of paint and corners and stuff. It's uh, there. It's definitely, um, it's just the ink is soaking into the wood, and it makes it black. And it was it was awesome because I mean I'm sure you could use other colors as well, browns or you know whatever. They make a whole rainbow of all the different shades now of of uh sharpie markers however you know i mean this is uh these these markers um you're not getting the build up of paint you don't have gobs stuck here or there you know it's it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool concept and then you sit them then these windows though they sit into the recesses of the building so they 
you just kind of slot, you kind of just press them into place, almost like a puzzle. Right. And put a little glue on, and and in that regard, these kits are a little different than I'm used to, um, and it's unique in that way is the construction of them because there's no there's no bracing. Um, it's all about the detail, and you got to paint. You know, you got to paint the walls and paint the brick and all that stuff. So it's um, and then paint all those individual. Uh, laser cut pieces the ladders and skids and pallets and and um, you know awning they have an awning I didn't even get that far yet and there's all kinds of really cool um, detail parts I this is a a truly uniquely di- different type of design and different than any other crafting kit that I've ever put together in that regards right um, you know, it may it may be for you. It may not be for you. But I, I really liked it, and I had a good time. I'm having a good time with it. Okay. So. Well, let's get into a couple other ones here. Yeah, let's do it. We have... This is going to go a little different now. Going to go a little off the okay. tracks. Um, There's some that i not built, so I'm reluctant no. to mention them. Well, I'm, I'm going to mention a few that we haven't built, yes. but our right. people have talked about, and I'm just going to talk about them from a standpoint of what i see on their site how about that right okay so um yeah so i have this uh, rail scale models um tobacco barn i've not built it yet but i've seen his stuff at the show steven right steven yeah yeah and um just really oh, we got, really, we got really windows cool. from him yeah steven uh millie yep is it millie or miley uh yeah i'm, I'm gonna let you decide well, I got his I'm business card say, here, but I'm not I'm sure. Miley. There you go. So, anyways, he's um, he's got really cool uh, kits. That they, they're very well done. They're very well, nicely done laser cut kits. They are great. I'm moving to the box right now. He also, um, we've talked about him before on here. He's got a ton of windows, mm-hmm. a ton of windows, yes. um, and doors and overhead doors, a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, his laser cut windows and doors are awesome. Anyways, go ahead. It's got laser cut brick um, in, in a, some really cool and unique pattern stuff. And this is for the base of the barn. And this is this is a really, um, a really well done and well designed kit. Um, it's not a really big kit, it's a barn. But um, it comes with a real tin corrugated roof. It's, the, the, the lumber is all, um, is all bundled together nice and neat it's not scattered all over the box you know maybe i'll when i'm doing ready to do this i'll do an unboxing of this when i'm ready to build this and this will be a quick easy kit to build but they're it's really detailed and sharp it's a really cool tobacco barn it's 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 i loved it so nice. i mean uh, his other kits that he had there also very uh, well done and well laser cut in fact he might he may be I think he also does laser cutting for other some other modelers. He, I, so he, he does, I know yeah. for a fact that he does. Yes, he does. Those so stations. some of your other kits from other kit manufacturers are laser cut by this gentleman. Right. So yes. Go ahead. I'm going to actually do one that we've had people talk about on the show, who which we haven't built, but I see a lot of and I hear a lot about. And just I'm going to go from it just from the standpoint of seeing what they've done, and seeing what I've seen other modelers build. Um, and that is Banta Model Works. Um, I have no personal experience with Banta, and I don't know the quality of the build, so I cannot speak for that. 
But yeah. I know that we've had uh, a few other, we've had some guests on our show as well as many patrons uh, rave about uh, Bantam Auto Works and what they provide. And as you look at their site, I don't know if you have their site up or not, Dad, but I don't. What yeah. they they do a lot of really cool. Um, how do I explain it? Like modeling of um, kind of the Midwestern mining, the mining town, old Western style buildings. Right. So, not that all of their kits are like that, but a lot of it wouldn't fit to what we're doing. But from what I see, design wise, they do a really good job at like that. Um, like Midwestern mining town type of sure. type of structure. So I wanted to hit that one real quick just because it's something that I hear. I hear Banta, I've heard, I'm sure you have as well, heard Banta Model Works thrown around quite a bit. And from a design perspective, their kits look awesome. It's just not something that we would find that would fit for our model, our, our, right, our city. Right. right. So um, another one. Um, I'll, I'll, oh, go yeah. ahead. I have one. Um, I built some of their stuff already, and um, it is called Crow River Products. Oh yeah, and they 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 have some different kits. They're not necessarily structures, but they are um, machinery um, and um, can, you know different kinds. Of, like there's a like a bucket loader, an elevated bucket loader. There's conveyor a conveyor thing. They made. Um, they made some carts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, something happened electronically here. I guess some interference might be on my end. I don't hear um, a thing. Anyhow, um, the uh, laser cut. Um, I made some fish carts, and uh, they they did those. They were just they're just really really well done. Um, different kinds of kits and such that they make and. Um, I, I really, yeah, I really like them. Yeah. Okay. Well, another one we have uh, is the. Oh, they have a lot, a lot of detail. I'm sorry. On, on no, back go on ahead. The kits, no, I I'll, I'll go for it. Up. They do have some structural kits. A lot of their stuff is also um, diecast parts mixed with wood pieces to make kits. They're really, they're really cool. You know. So, anyways, go check them out. But um, I like their stuff. So. Crow River, good yeah. people too. No, I, uh, they're they're a good one. Um, another one we had, and this is kind of along the lines of of, of what my dad was just talking about, is the um, rusty rail castings. Rusty rail. Yeah, yeah. They got um, some cool buildings. They have some really neat. Uh, they're not typical kits like we would talk about before. Uh, you know, as far as a wood kit, but man. Do they have some really neat like scenes and buildings and detail parts that are um, their castings, but can be painted up to look amazing? And I did one. Right. I did one on the uh, on a. Did I do? No, I apologize. That was a rail. That was, you've done one. That was uh, the yeah. car you did that I put on the back of Wicked Wanda's. Mm-hmm. And did you do one of their boats as well? You did do um, one yes, of their boats. Boat. I'm looking at it right now. I did a boat and I did a um, the car, the junkyard pile, and I, a car, and I got some other junkyard stuff. And I also am working on a cast building that he has. Um, I haven't gotten that super detailed walls with all the tools and stuff so yeah. already attached. 
and I'm going to get to that point and finish that up. That's one of my upcoming projects with all the millions of others. Um, but I want to revert real back real quick. That those those carts that I made weren't made by. Um, they, I have made Crow River um, uh, parts and uh, and kits, the smaller detail kits and machinery things and stuff um, that I was mentioning. But um, the actual carts that I said were laser cut were made by a company called. Sorry, I just dropped it. <laughs> they were made by a company called Train Troll. Oh yeah, Train Troll. Um, we've, had, we've we've heard of them yeah. a couple times. And I made those those carts that I made, um, that are on the dock down by the on the pier. They are the uh, the little uh, fish carts. Mm-hmm. They are made by Train Troll. They were really interesting and fun to build. They were nice little you know one or two night project. And uh, I have another one here of coal carts. And I'm going to build that when I haven't yet done so. Um, but it looks they're very intricately laser cut pieces. But uh, yeah, it looks like it might be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so Rusty Rail was my next one, and I'm going to follow yeah. that up also with Rusty Stumps. Um, yeah. Very similar. Rusty Rail castings. Rusty are very, Rail very castings are great, um, yeah. and they have a lot of character. That's a. I think that's the best yeah. way to explain them. They are and, very. And the the castings are very clean very clean castings and yep. um they're very unique they have their own like they're very unique you won't see anything like a rusty rail casting um no. really anywhere else so nope. um but following that up with rusty stumps rusty stumps does some kits they do detail parts they do some laser print i mean i'm sorry 3d printed stuff um mm-hmm. i think it's 3d printing yeah don't quote me on that but um, we recently got a whole bunch of stuff from Rusty Stumps and um, right. detail parts, and we're excited to get using them. Um, and we're going to run over a couple other quick detail part type companies. Um, another one is do 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 do. Uh, oh, uh, the best castings or best trains, um, Bollinger yeah. Edgerly scale trains. We had them on the show. Right. Um, great guests on our show. They have a right. few kits on their page. They don't really do as many kits anymore. Uh, their big thing is right. the building supplies with laser cut shingles, uh, castings. Right. They have that whole skanky Yankee series of uh, castings, which have yeah, like a we'll really about them. yeah. Or they had great guests. Too. The skanky Yankee line of castings is just Bill a, and Brian Bollinger. Yep. Yes, but they yeah. they do a great job. Um, yeah, their castings are insane. I just got a big box full of them right here. We just ordered Thank a whole you. bunch. We're so, ordering them. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are. I did. They they do a good job. Uh, they also have a video yep. series of uh, some how to videos on like uh, do, the, how to some tips and techniques on styles and and shrinking everything down to reality and uh, building right. in miniature. So they do a really good job also providing some great information out there. Um, shingles, oh my god. They're oh, shing- the shingles. You, you ordered a few of their yeah. shingles here. Yeah, I haven't even done anything with them yet. I got so many. I got so much stuff here right now. It's insane. I know. I'm going to take this weekend, I'm going camping. Just letting everybody know. <laughs> and um, while I'm camping, I plan on taking a small toolbox at the, at the, at the campground and uh, sit at the picnic table with uh, um, and paint some detail part stuff. 
you know, I got some rowboats to do, and I got some, uh, I guess, a pelican that came in I never did anything with, and just the little things. It was things that take like a couple minutes, you know, just to paint them up and, and get them out of the way. And, and I'm going to take some stuff down and, and work on it out of my, tool, out of my toolbox. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, another one I want to get into is one that isn't really – these. the rest of these kind of aren't kits or – kit manufacturers or detail part manufacturers but there are places per se. That we go. But there are things that you should check out and um, kind of they're they're kind of a good cornerstones in the modeling fine scale modeling industry that you should all check out. And um, one of them is Microlumina. I got some too. Microlumina I think yeah, is one. Oh, wow, yeah. We we We've touched on, we've had them on. We had Bill from Microlumina on our show a couple times or we had one once. Right. Um I'd like to get more again to explain a little more in depth about um, some techniques. I know the first time we had him on was basically a introduction to Microlumina, but I'd like to get Bill on again to kind of talk about um, a little bit more of the nitty gritty of the electronics. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Microlumina is just something that is so unique in this modeling world, and it's so. Um, when you talk about lighting, if you aren't familiar with Microlumina, they do a lot of lighting and sound, lighting effects and sound for your layout. Right. And right. it's yep. it's not just lighting, it's lighting that is adaptable to extremely fine scale and very, very fine detail, just like all the other stuff that we do. So yeah. Microlumina is a really, a really cool niche within a niche, in my opinion. Right. Um, and he's gonna and and the guy that has it, Bill, he's gonna. We had him on the show, but he, you know, if you contact him and talk to him about lighting and how to do the wiring and stuff like, that, he's gonna oh, help you, man. He's got that. You know, he's got he's a whole do everything he can to get you going. Well, and he has a whole series and, of how tos on his site, right? Right. So, and you, you know, it's it, 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 you're gonna get better lighting out of that than some of the other lighting systems. In my opinion, it's probably one of the most realistic ones yes. out there period yes. not just that but and the def- effects the effects that are with it are very very cool he's got like a arc well arc welders and um different types of lighting effects he's mm-hmm. got the lighthouse one that we we actually have the lighthouse one and the sounds go with it right. we got to put it in that lighthouse you made um sure we need to do that we need to do that soon but um, right. the next one is um Hunterline, we had Hunterline on our site. I mean, I'm yes. sorry, on our on our show. Um, Hunterline is a kit manufacturer of a different type of kit, as well as the stains, right. as well as the stains that everyone is so familiar with. Yeah. Um, everyone right. knows about the Hunterline stains. I'm assuming. I hope you do. Right. But they also do a, a tremendous amount of work with um, some really awesome bridge kits. Um, right. Sure. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, what? I'm getting that interference again. It's on my end. Sorry, just keep rolling it's with it. It's not on my side. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's on my end. It's something. It might be my damn phone. I don't know. It's probably so, your, your hearing's going bad. But maybe, whoa, maybe. whoa, my voice just cracked. I just went into puberty. <laughs> Jeez, did you hear that? I don't want to have to go through that with you again, man. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so Hunterline, um, Rick and Maureen from Hunterline, they do some amazing bridges. Uh, I, and I don't yeah. know any other way to coin it other than amazing bridge work. 
their kits yeah. for bridge trestles and bridges are just they're amazing and we had them right. on the show they explained their kits uh and their stains um their stains one of are kind stuff too man it's one of a kind stuff and yeah and they're awesome kind, rick and marine are just but, they're awesome yeah i, yeah, I want i want i want them to come down to my basement and, and work with me every couple weekends just because i think they're such cool they're a cool couple um so yeah rick and yeah rick and marine are great i i love them we want to get i want to get it back on again anyways but uh sure uh, but, some, you know, their, their, their bridge structures are just, you know, I, I didn't mean to say one of a kind or not <laughs> because they're, you know, you're, it's a kit, so they're, they, they have them. Right. But nobody, nobody else is making them like that. You no, know? not with that amount of detail. And then on top of it, not just that. You can buy the you can buy the shit to stain it. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's right you, there. You can literally, you can it's, it, it's literally a one-stop shop. Yeah. And you can make it as beautiful as you want. It's like, here and, here's a beautiful kit. Oh, here you go. Here is the beautiful stain to make that beautiful kit look beautiful. And what's it, even cooler, what's even more amazing about want. it, what's even more amazing about it is not only can you get the kit and the stain to make it look exactly like you want it, yeah. you can email them and they'll tell you exactly what you need to do. He's he's already yeah. said he's helped a lot of his clients you know, build the way they wanted to build it or the way they want to stain something by just emailing him. And, um, they're a great, they're a great couple to work with. And I know Marine does a lot of the work when you go to the shows. Um, and they, they, they were very clear whenever they were on our show to point out yep. that Marine is the one that does a lot of the building. She does a lot of the building of the bridges and she is the eye behind the, the art of it. Um, right. Now, not that Rick isn't. I'm not trying to. <laughs> Rick obviously does a lot of the work too. But um, Maureen is always. When you see her there, she's always building something. She's always yep. assembling a kit, and it's really cool how they've both, as a couple, um, yeah. really attached themselves to this together. And it's cool right. to see them doing yeah, it together. To see them how they share it with each other. And it's I love like, it. Sweet. I love it. I, I I like the fact <laughs> that if I buy from them, it's helping them because they're wonderful, yeah. cool people. And um, I love so, it. Now, if you're going to put a backdrop up. Oh, yeah. And you want to put a backdrop up. There's, In my opinion, there's only one place to go. We don't have backdrops because of the way our model is right now. Right. Or, We're or 360 right now. But. Right. Now, in the future, we may, on the walls behind it, we may put something up. We I might. I haven't really. We haven't gone to that point. But if but you're going to do it, I don't think you're going to find a better backdrop than Trackside Scenery with Joey Ricard. Oh, yeah. Uh, his, his stuff is all you know fantastic all um yeah, the pho- he does his own photography and it's all based on photography it's awesome stuff it's just insane it, 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 extreme the realism has yeah and you put it behind anything man it's gonna make all your scenery all your detail all your structures it's gonna jump and you're gonna go wow when you when you have that uh, um you know definitely my opinion I would go with that before you can I would get, go with the Walters. No, not knocking Walters, but Walters looks like you know somebody painted it, it, painted buildings on well, it. And, and, and they look car- they look cartoonish. They're well, cartoonish. The one thing Sorry. that's cool about them is is you can get lost in in those backdrops. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, I got uh, one more, and then um, we're gonna yeah. move on to our next segment. You ready? This one is the scenic scenic express, um, and the the, tr- the mainly the tree stuff that we got from them. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, they're, they're oh, yeah. I love scenic express 
uh, as far as their. I, I was using. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against Woodland Scenics. No, we have some Woodland Scenic stuff. I like. I like the colors and details and stuff you can get from Scenic Express. I, I just love the product. It's it's well made. I like. I just like the product. I like it's more colorful. I think it has some flash to it. Uh, not maybe not more colorful than it's got a. I think there's a bigger, wider selection of color selection and a bigger selection of um, different types of trees, foliage, all that stuff. You know, um, I just think it's a. I think it's a great company. I also so. feel like the foliage looks. Um, the look of the foliage is unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might just be me. It, lo- it definitely looks real. But it, 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 it's a whole different look that I don't see anywhere else. So, right. When I put those vines on that building, remember on the... Uh, yeah. Uh, on, on the... Yeah. I, I did Which the vines was that? on the that side was, of the uh, was That, that the, was the, Cameron Street Apartments. Cameron Street Apartments, yeah. And, and when I did that, I put the vines up, and everybody was like, oh, how do you get your vines to look like that? Oh, my God. That was the biggest feature, I think, that... At first, not, there were some other features on there that really got some attention, but that one was why, at first, was one of the best feature things as far as getting people commenting and asking how I did it. So I did a kind of a video on it, and I use Scenic Express leaves, and um, they have different shades of leaves, and we we bought them all. We have all their different shades of leaves, and because um, we're making trees, and so I bought a bunch of different shades of them, but. We used some of those leaves on the uh, on the wall, and it brought out. It made it look like real ivy leaves because their leaves look real. They're H skill leaves, for God's sake! I mean, they are incredibly detailed. Cool. Oh yeah. So, so that's that's. I think that's really going to be a wrap for our vendors and types of kits. Um, I know that really unraveled, but it was something I think. There's a lot we missed. There was some. Like I said, like I said before we got into this, and I skipped them for the only reason I skipped them is because I haven't worked with them yet. We haven't worked with them, and I can't say nothing about their product because I haven't touched it. And well, and so and, if they and the other put thing, some of that in our hands, and we can do that. We can do. It. I'm I'm all <laughs> for that. Yeah, totally for that. Yeah. But so, but um yeah. but but really, what it is 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 um we didn't want to talk about anything we haven't personally worked with yet. Right. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm sure there might have been something we've worked with that we've forgotten about, and it was not intentional. It's just. There's so much out there that um, it's hard to cover in an hour and a half or whatever exactly. we're at already. But um, I want to get into one more topic before we tra- before we call it a quit quits for the night, and that is okay. um, something that I did talk about in the um, toolbox talk episode that I published on Thursday. Right, and that is the idea of you and I. Um, as as model builders and creators, expanding our work beyond um, beyond just creating HF scale and fine scale structures for our model railroad, right. and working in some different mediums, different scales, shocker, different scales, but um, yeah. you know, working in a little bit different setting, which you and I have been extremely interested in. Um, so let's kind of talk about how we feel like that will play into our 
podcast and into our content and what we're going to provide as far as information for our listeners and our viewers. Okay. So recently I bought the Revel or however the hell you pronounce it um, kit. I think it's one. I don't know where the kit is. Hang on one second. All right. Just drop the ruler. Anyways, this scale is. Uh, I can't even find it. Well, it's irrelevant. I think it's one twenty fourth or one twenty fifth scale. Okay. Um, but now I want to find the scale. Anyways, anyway, it's a mo- it's a model truck. It's unimportant, but it is a model truck from Revel or Revel or whoever, whatever the yeah. hell you pronounce it. It's yeah, a, Fo- a Ford Ranger yeah. classic model truck kit. Um, it is something that I wanted to expand into as far as our ability to model different types of different scales, different types of modeling trucks, uh, tanks. I know we, mm-hmm. we're, you and I are both very interested in the military modeling. And um, right. uh, we're not going to do it as a primary form of bottling, we're always still going to revert back to our HO scale structures and fine scale detailing and scenery. Right. But I think you and I both talked occasionally throughout the year. I wouldn't mind doing two or three project builds or, you know, a couple, a handful of project builds throughout the year for fun of a couple right. different types of things to just um, a expand my horizons on modeling. Cause I, I, I don't, I'm interested in building other things. And B, expanding my skills in my skill set with different scales. Um, I think it can do nothing but help us as model builders and um, us providing information to you, the listener, if we try to expand our skill set with different scales and different types of builds. So I kind of want you to elaborate on what you want to do and what your interests are outside of just scale structures for HO scale, and I'll go into what I kind of want to do as well. Okay. So how about you lead that off? Um, what I want to do outside the scale of HO, is that what you mean? Yeah, like, um, you know, you, you know, things that you've talked about with me that you have interest okay. in building. Yes, these are things that I'm going to definitely be, be trying to build. And it's not, it let me, within let me, the next year. let me step back a little bit. It's not something we're going to do as frequent as we, st- we're still going to keep up the frequency of which, which, of which we build structures and, and we work on our layout. That's not going to change, Right. but we still would like to sprinkle in two or three builds a year. Um, right. and, and it right. might be something where we only work on for like an hour right. a week. Um, Since you and I have already talked about that. Yeah, go for it. In one, in one, um, well, I'm going to do, because we're Civil War history freaks, I bought some Civil War, um, let me grab them here quick, hold on. I bought some Civil War um, uh, infantry, Union infantry set, and Union artillery set, and then a Confederate infantry set, and um, it's uh, you know different soldiers and stuff. They're, they're figures, and and they have their just cannons and horses and and guys on horseback and guys on you know with rifles and whatnot. Um, but they're all in one seventy second scale, so they're a little bigger than your H scale. Okay, um, and I'm going to make a diorama. Um, 
I'm going to do a, a model diorama with military infantry soldiers uh, for, for from the American Civil War, and um, I'm going to paint them with my knowledge of their of their uniforms, and I'm very pretty. I'm, I'd have to say I'm pretty knowledgeable about uniforms and what they what they be colored and uh, what kind of materials and things like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely paint them and, um, and put together a diorama scene uh, with that. Yeah. So that's one of my tricks. One um, of my one projects. Of my, one of my tricks. And I want, well, and the I next trick Todd's gonna do. Place. He's gonna do a wheelie. <laughs> I'm, gonna pull, uh, I'm gonna pull a I'm gonna pull a uh, Civil War cannon out of my hat. So, but, um, <laughs> this is just one of my no, tricks. I mean, Anyways, no, what, what I mean is they're they're Italian they're Italian companies that make the, the figures. I bought them in a place called the uh, of all places uh, the Toy Soldier um, the Toy Soldier Museum in Gettysburg. And um, the guy sells, uh, you know, figures of all soldiers from all different wars. And, of course, he has a wide selection of Civil War, but he all, right, all right. wars to, through modern day and um, in all and some in different scales even. And but um, I thought, you know what, what better way to do something, expand outside of civil uh, outside of uh, model railroading for just a minute. Yeah. And try my modeling skills with something else I like, and I'm going to try that with the, uh, a diorama. We have all the stuff to do, um, you know, the grass and earth and the scenery and everything else to make a small and, and, maybe. And, a, and you know, most of our and most of our our supplies and mediums of which we use to already paint and work with the models we're already building are are things that we can use and are pretty universal with other types of modeling. So right. you're going to do your Civil War. Um, diorama yeah, on like a 12 by 12 yeah yeah and I'm gonna actually I talked about it in this week's uh, tool tip or toolbox talk sorry that's a new thing we're gonna have to get used to but um, the toolbox talk this week I was talking about building this um, Ford Ranger kit from Revel yeah and um, right. I am going to also build that on a little 12 inch by 12 inch diorama uh, i'm not sure if i'm going to do an industrial scene where there's like a worker loading some building material or pipes into the pickup truck or if i'm right. going to do kind of an off-road scene where it's on some rocks and it's kind of climbing a little right. bit of a trail like a like a dirt road uh, with some rocks yeah. on it i'm not sure what i'm going to do but i'm going to do a little diorama with it um mm -hmm. and going forward it's kind of buying this kit and I, I haven't opened it yet but I was looking at other pictures from other um, really good uh, vehicle modelers on Instagram and just from Google searches and Pinterest and stuff uh, it's kind of right. brought out the inner child in me again because I haven't assembled one of these vehicle kits since I was probably 10 or 12 maybe it's, mm -hmm. I mean it's been a long yeah. time and uh I'm getting a little giddy about it because I'm I'm excited to kind of do this again and do it in a way which yeah. when I was 12 I had no appreciation for obviously this type of modeling. I would just paint it with some testers and glue it all together and it'd be done and you can you could see the brush strokes and the unevenness in the paint job uh even if I I might not have even painted it I might just glue it together. But uh right. uh I'm 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 excited to bring out that inner child in me but then take it a step farther and do some extreme 
detail work with it and actually make it look like a real pickup truck and make it make it photorealistic on a scene right. so um yeah i'm excited to do that i might pick up a few other vehicles i'm really into the trucks i really think those when you look online and you see some guys doing this they have some trucks that are just like beat the shit and they're kind of off-roadish looking i really yeah. i really and maybe it's just because i'm into the i'm into you know being out in the mountains and i'm being I'm always on trails and I'm always on mountain roads seeing these old four-wheel trucks driving up and down past me as I'm running. Um, I'm yeah. really into seeing these old beat-up, souped-up four-wheel trucks driving up and down these mountain roads near me. So I kind of want to kind of want to do that. It's it's a right. little bit of an inspiration for me. So that's what I'm going to start doing. Right. Um, I'm going to do this Ford Ranger first, um, see how it turns out, and then do a couple more and do some dioramas. Um, I might not even keep them. I, I might just offer them up for people who want to buy them. You know, we'll do some kind of thing where we uh, can sell them off to people. I, I might I, I might not want to keep it. I don't even know yet. I might keep a few. Who knows? Right. I, I don't have room for all these extra models laying around. So yeah. um, it might be something fun where we where we offer them up to people. Shelf it. Well, I'm no, not shelving. I don't have a room down here to shelf it. But uh, it might be oh. something cool where we offer it up to our listeners if they want to diorama uh of a a model we've built yeah something like that or we can do it for charity even um we could sell it off we could sell it off and we can donate it to a charity hey i gotta i gotta tell you speaking of that well we'll get off topic here real quick and i'm not gonna go on it long No, go for it but uh boscale models and doug fiscal oh yeah really cool thing with um some of his kits that he'll that he has that you know they're um you know he has available for, for he puts up for sale on ebay and um he's it's actually called 100 it's called fos for animals FOS for animals yeah and he's donating it to uh, animal animal shelters i believe of some kind and but a hundred percent of the proceeds uh, that he gets from the sale uh, after bidding he, on it on ebay um, he, you know, he advertises and tells everybody, hey, this is what it's for. And then 100% of the sales are going to go, they're going to the, uh, to, you know, animal. Well, he actually links, he, he actually stuff. links the, the charities that he donates to for each right. sale on his website. Yeah. And, and I think it looks amazing. like, I think that's awesome. It looks like each of his sales actually went to a different charity. So, um, that's good. I'll run good down job. through Thanks, it. Good job. It's something. Good. It's something that's um, definitely has set the bar, um, and it, it's not that everyone has to do it, but Doug has definitely done something pretty amazing with that. Um, right. Here's some of the things he's done. Now that we're talking about that, uh, most recently he donated a hundred dollars to Beachbrook Farm Equine Rescue, uh, eighty four dollars to the Humane Society of the United States. Uh, another one called With Lily, With Love from Lily, fifty bucks. Beach Brook Farm uh, Equine Rescue, five hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Um, right. Wildlife in Crisis, fifty bucks, and Pets for Vets, one hundred twenty-five dollars. So right there, there's like yep. there's like six nonprofits or charities or shelters or whatever that you know has been a kind of a selfless give to. Right from Doug and and that's all from you guys and I'm sure people out there listening were aware of what he's doing or even maybe have bid on some of his kits maybe even were the one that won one of these kits on eBay that uh, was part of that auction so hands 
hats off to Doug and hats off to anybody that was one of those people that bid knowing that all of that money was going right to a charity for animals because that is yeah, pretty yeah. that's pretty amazing stuff yeah it's good stuff yeah and so so anyways back on what we were doing here yeah back on what um, we were doing um the, i'm gonna do a tank you were I'm also do doing a tank. a tank i'm more interested in a tank really than your civil war stuff not that the civil war stuff won't be cool but uh you're gonna Why, it's still model it's still well, modeling. no no it's gonna be i just said not that it won't be cool oh okay but yeah. I, I don't know that a tank's gonna look pretty badass yeah i'm gonna do a tank and i'm gonna put it on a on a on a diorama base you can buy for for that stuff in fact boss scale models is one yeah, of the ones the I'm diorama buy. stuff yeah it's a he has he has his own stuff for military models in 135th scale uh so i gotta find a tank and then work with that tank to uh, build that to the, I think the one I want to use is the Kino Theater. Now, and uh, the only he thing has, he has that available on his website. The only thing that I now it's not that I don't want to do mil military modeling. I do. All right. Um, All right. I do want to get some. I do want to do some cool military modeling scenes. Um, because we have all the stuff to do, some really sweet stuff. The only All thing right. that sure. I'm apprehensive on, on the military modeling is. Um, that's something where, and I'm not apprehensive. It's just I'm gonna be very methodical with my approach to it. Is because that's something where if I'm gonna do a military scene, I want to make sure it's as accurate as I can be with, yeah, with colors, yeah. the colors, the decals, the the scene setup, and everything I use with right. that. I want to make sure it's very accurate with what I'm putting into every aspect of that diorama and model that I'm going to build because um, not 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 so much with a truck like a Ford Ranger um, I could pretty much pick a color that's pretty common on a vehicle from the 80s or 70s and it'll work right but yep. with you know you can you can pick a white uh, enamel paint and and it'll work or you can pick a blue yeah. pickup truck you can make a blue pickup truck and weather it and it'll look pretty good and, and most people won't question that color unless you're a Ford enthusiast and I don't really give a right. shit if you're well, if, anyway, I'm just gonna make a goddamn tank no 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 but what, but what I'm saying is oh. what I'm saying is if I paint my Ford Ranger uh, red and I weather it and it make it look like an off-road vehicle unless you're a Ford enthusiast and I don't really care if you are you're not going to care what color red that was. You're not going to go, well, actually, no, in 1979, no. they didn't use blue. They didn't use cherry red. They used uh, whatever red. I don't Fire truck red. Yeah. I don't care. I I don't care because you're a Ford nut, and I don't care. Red but, scarlet, number, 30, but, number 36. But what I'm year. saying is you have a – but people would repaint vehicles. There's some customization you can do with that to take a little bit more of a f artistic freedom with it. But when you do right. – when you do military modeling – you need to be a little more precise with the colors you choose because right. you can't and 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 weathering and some photo tricks will do the will do a touch as well but you need to make sure that what you're painting and the scene that you're setting with a tank or um some military vehicles or a military scene as far as if there's soldiers involved or whatever you need to be mis more historically accurate and you need to kind of be a little more methodical with the things you choose for that scene as far as colors and materials right. because you want it to look accurate and mm -hmm. that's just 
that's going to be the next step for me. Uh, I think I want to get, I want to, I want to go crazy with it and be a little more free with some vehicles where I can customize a little more um, before right. and get the hang of that and building scenes in that scale first before I jump into right. being more accurate with it. Um, sure. And it's not that I'm against accuracy. I just want to have a little bit more fun before before I dive into a military model where where colors and selections are going to matter a little bit more. Agreed. Yep. So, anyways, that's all I got. Yeah. I'm just. Yep. Yep. Me too, man. Well, this Me is too. a long. That was a good night. Damn episode. It was. So we're at like it an hour and forty-eight episode. minutes. Yeah, that's a long time, man. But uh, all right. Well, hey, so, this was all great stuff tonight, guys. Uh, yeah. As always, you can um. Head on over to our, our website, get a whole bunch of information on there. One quick announcement. If you've been with us here now for an hour and 50 minutes, I wanted to just announce we are just a hair shy of 2,000 likes on our Facebook page. And not that numbers matter, but uh, it'd be really cool to hit 2,000. So um, yeah. if you haven't if you already... Like, if you haven't liked this... Make sure you go over uh, and like our Facebook page if you haven't yet because yeah. 2,000 would be a pretty sweet number to hit in two years. And uh, Sure. Or actually less than two years but anyways yeah cool with that we are going to call this one a wrap make sure you guys participate in our photo contest of the week and you can win a kit from railroadkits.com just like all of our other yep. past winners and um the info obviously for that kit is in the beginning of this week's show so you can always rewind right. to the beginning and figure out what you need to do to enter to win a kit from railroadkits.com and uh, we're awesome. going to call it a wrap for the night. That's great. Yeah, All right. Have a nice weekend and enjoy it and uh, enjoy your summer. Yeah. And have fun camping, Dad. Yes. Thanks. I'm going to I'm gonna do that. <laughs> All right. So, we'll talk to you later. good. All right. See you, everyone. Peace out. Bye.